Howdy, and welcome to The Lunch Table, a podcast where average people get together every week to talk about their unique opinions. Um, this week, we have a special guest, a, a very special guest. The, our hometown honey. Yes, our hometown leader. The first guy I ever followed, you know, the drumline. He had us, he had us right on time. Glenn, have you seen my jawline? Hoffman! <laughs> What's up, dude? Hi everybody, how are you, how are you doing today? Uh, they're surviving. <laughs> they're fucking all right. We don't care about them. We care about us. <laughs> oh, I was talking to you guys. Oh, you're just my you're my audience right now. It's the two of you. All right, just <laughs> just the two of us. We, we can, can make, make it if we try. Just the two of us. And also around the table, my right hand man, the guy who's here every week and somehow always finds this podcast he, he finds a way to make it work drew believe it or not i have a third nipple lots of nicer that is a fucking lie and you stop it <laughs> was that just a pepperoni slice <laughs> you're gonna create an internet sensation and we're gonna go viral <laughs> and i want to stay under the radar please I no just, third nipple today can i milk it possibly <laughs> and as always, <laughs> well, enough money. <laughs> How much do I got to pay to make you move? Not much. <laughs> no. <laughs> as always, your host with the most Biden Harris bumper stickers. <laughs> well, I I just like to support what I like to support. <sighs> All as, right. as Ken says, everybody's entitled to their wrong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Your host with all the wrong opinions. Carl Jones. All right. Let's get into it. Howdy. So, like we said, this week on the podcast, we have our hometown hero. The Mr. Like I said, my first leader, really. The the guy, you really did. Almost everything we were in in high school, you were always, like, the captain or something of, it seemed like. Yeah, you know, I think I was ultimately just the uh, the person who was, who was dumb enough to volunteer to, to you know, take <laughs> up being in charge of things, right? It's you like, were trying oh, to hey, look good on like... your college application. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> organized, organized a dozen underage drinking events prior to the age of uh, 19. Yeah, that was a good that was a good resume builder for me. You got away with it. <laughs> Put that My resume too. looks worse. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get away with it, Glenn. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously how we met high school, we've known each other for a long time pretty long time and uh, eventually you went off to college to uh what exactly did you study in college what 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 do you do yeah yeah so i did my undergraduate at edinburgh university which recently became part of the uh western pennsylvania university right yeah penn penn west uh, wow is is that cal u and and clarion clarion yeah oh yep and so, but anyway, so I went to went to Edinburgh for a, a bachelor's in environmental science, and also at the same time earned a uh, a second bachelor's in uh, earth sciences, basically geology for dummies, kind of. <laughs> 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 Very simple geology. 
Miss <laughs> <laughs> Wilcox yeah, yeah, will be so proud of you. Yeah, it, it, you know, it was geology where you got to uh, have a lot of electives so you could avoid all of the really, like, legitimately difficult classes, basically. Right, right, right. <laughs> the basket weaving class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did take a film class, to be honest. and uh, So did and, I! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a night class once a week on uh on wednesday nights and so i and just I was studied in it with what's that i said i just studied anatomy when i was in college oh <laughs> was... well you know i mean i did i did a fair fair he, bit of that but he got he got a d <laughs> <laughs> actually g- going back a second i actually knew glenn i think a very very long time before you did he oh, lived right around the corner from me, which oh. in the country is saying something. Um, yeah. And he went to Cub Scouts with me. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, that is where that is where I I, I met Drew at uh, it's like the volunteer volunteer fire hall in yeah. uh, in whatever that podunk little town was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where I met met you and, and your brother Kent, and uh, yeah, in, in Cub Scouts. Ooh. I knew Pudgy Glenn. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that is funny. But you do you're fit now, but you yeah. weren't. You used to be Pudgy. I used to be Pudgy. Oh, you know, man. what yeah, high I mean... school? High school, we weren't in the best shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yet the uh, the football team still wanted us to play though because they were that bad that they're like, Dude, wait a second, those you... guys look like. They could uh, do something. Right. <laughs> when, when legitimately, we used to chant warm up the bus at half times. Because <laughs> we were getting whooped so bad. And it was cooler for the cheerleaders to hang out with the drum line than it was. <laughs> you know that's, that's a bad football team. You know that's a bad football team. <laughs> Our football team actually really used to be good. Like... When Glenn and I were in seventh grade or something, like they went almost all the way to states. They're and good then now. They, and then they lost the seniors, and then they just became dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Man, those yeah, who can't yeah. now yeah. they're good. Yeah. Now uh, it's those who can't do teach because this Justin Whoops teaching them, and that was a uh, our quarterback. he 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 was probably medium ranked he wasn't that horrible he just didn't have any oh nothing yeah he really didn't have nothing that is true and then everybody played defense too so like way before halftime it was a small enough group that everybody had to do everything yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, it was that's tough i don't want to poop on them too hard they had a rough yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so why why did you want to get into environmental science glenn it was i mean i guess you all you were into paintball and stuff and i knew you were always kind of into nature but did that really push your decision or did you know for a long time like i want to be outside all the time or yeah so so i actually so i actually started college as a history secondary education major uh thought thought that i wanted to be a teacher and uh well, you know dad's a teacher right right yeah yeah you know my dad dad taught for for 20 26 years and uh you know thought that i wanted to do something similar and thankfully realized that that was probably not the greatest 
career career choice and so right. <laughs> uh first first semester started kind of looking around and and yeah i mean you know i always growing up on a on a farm and everything you know always spent a lot of time outside and and uh had a had a real you know passion and interest for you know for the environment generally and during my first semester at college had a little bit of exposure to some kind of environmental science related classes and i was like oh you know I, I think this might actually be a pretty good route for me to take. And so I uh, decided to switch over in my, my major. And, you know, originally I, I wanted to get into like the world of environmental consulting. So doing uh, like environmental site assessments and stuff for yeah. prior to construction or prior to uh, any type of natural resource extraction yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I ended up, oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Continue. Go ahead. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I just kind of, you know, honestly kind of fell into it to some extent and, and just found that it was going to be a, a good route for me to take. And and also, you know, at that point, that was when I was first in the in the National Guard, too. And, and my original plan was to, um, you know, to do the ROTC route during my undergrad. And so I wasn't like I wasn't overly concerned about my my undergraduate major because I uh, I kind of anticipated that being something that I might use further down the road, but yeah, you know, not exactly. Did how your it went, so. did your school <laughs> require you to have a minor? No, no. So we didn't have to have a minor. Uh, I just in my because because I switched after my first semester. I just had kind of a bulk of credits and I realized that if I stuck around for one extra semester, I could get a, you know, a complete second diploma, uh, for, yeah, for okay. my, my other degree. So I, it was, it was really just a matter of convenience. I was like, Oh, okay. You know, spend, spend a little extra money and get two, you know, two diplomas seemed, seemed like a decent idea. Right. So one of the things that really threw me for a loop when, uh, we had finished college and I had messaged you seeing if like you were back in the area or something like that. Like you and I lost touch for quite oh, a long yeah. time. We uh, we all like our whole close friend group at uh, high school. We all went to college, and that kind of broke us off into our lives, you know. And then here we are getting back together, I guess. Yeah, but you had a uh, you had told me when I asked if you were in the area that you were actually in Colorado, right? Yeah, yeah. So after after I finished college in 2015, I spent a summer in Maryland working for the for the National Park Service, okay. and uh, and that's where I kind of learned what the National Park Service was all about. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this is what you know, this is what I want to do. And uh, and so then I applied to a bunch of different parks uh, ac- across the country, and ended up yeah ended up at rocky mountain national park in uh in colorado so yeah i was out there out there for three years um from 2016 to 2018 and and uh may or may not end up being the best three years of my life i don't know we've still got hopefully i still have a decent amount of time to to improve upon those three but they were pretty they were pretty uh pretty solid years for sure how many of that was spent in a smoky haze because Colorado. <laughs> well, I, it, Glenn looks more of the type to eat a brownie, dude. <laughs> you know, so, so I thought that I was going to really like and be real into edibles. To be honest with you, no, dude, uh, they hit hard. Like, oh, this is gonna be, this is gonna be great. They hit hard. 
but it's just not my thing. Uh, because you know, most most edibles recreationally in, in Colorado are uh, indica strains, and so it's just like bringing you down, easing you out. Like that's not yeah. what I need. Like I need a nice, I need a nice sativa to really yeah get it going. Well, uh, and it helps so, you. It helps you throughout the day. Like if you're gonna go hiking and stuff, that's what you want to do. Do not take a downer. <laughs> right. I yeah. I, I made that mistake one time of having. Uh, so, oh man, I don't know if I don't know if my girlfriend would like me. Yeah, it's fine. So, uh, so, so we're, I'm we're always getting this, dudes in trouble. <laughs> we're, so we're out on this hike, right? And uh, and it was just this like, I mean, we hiked a lot. Like I, yeah. in my time working for the Park Service, I got paid to hike um, over 250 miles of the 300 miles of trail in the park. That's which amazing. Was pretty great, right? And then outside yeah. of work, we would also hike trails outside of the park. And so. We're hiking on this trail, and it is just terrible. It is the one of the worst hikes I've ever been on, and we're both we're kind of like arguing a little bit and just like not having a good time. Right. And, and I happen, yeah, and I happen to have a uh, a pack of of gummies of, of THC gummies in my bag, and so unbeknownst to my girlfriend, I just like pop three of them while we're on our way up on this hike because i was just like i just want to like kind of check out and chill out and be 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 good for the rest of this hike. feel i want to feel and then, <laughs> and then it was the worst decision ever because i i had forgotten that these were these were indica uh gummies and so what what ultimately was like a four-hour hike felt like an absolute eternity to me and like and it didn't make the the bad mood better it just made the bad mood way worse because i'm just like embodied within this bad mood (laughs) and just oh man ranger station uh (laughs) glenn is high we need evac Uh, you know, I actually so so part of my job at, at Rocky was work was working uh, search and rescue. Okay. Um, so so th- there were some instances where we we had some some search and rescues for people where you know it it would be it would be coded as like a you know respiratory distress situation. Right. Uh, and then we get up there and it's like nah. Like this person is just stoned out right. of their mind and can't <laughs> right. walk. Well, dude, I can't say anything because like I can't say I have never gone camping and like done shrooms with my buddies out in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy way to get lost. <laughs> Viewers, for those of you and my mom, no, he's never done shrooms with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was my own adventure. <laughs> I found a lot out about myself that night. Yeah. Oh man, man, that I'm I'm but, I'm, uh, I'm jealous of that. Psilocybin is actually like the 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 one you know questionable legality substance that I uh, that I'm can't still can't touch. Well, they started using well, it for like uh, uh, Alzheimer's. Have you seen that? Have you seen? Oh yeah, studies? yeah, and then uh, and then so let's see. City of Denver decriminalized it, and oh dang. Uh, and that's allowed that's allowed them to use it a lot for for PTSD. Microdosing with psilocybin yeah. has been been shown to be very uh, very helpful with with PTSD, also with Alzheimer's, and uh, and I 
think with Parkinson's in terms of some of the Dang, the like, physical, like, yeah, 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 some of the physical symptoms. But well, uh, mushrooms yeah. are magical, anyways. Like, not even the ones that get you high, but like, there's ones that you can take that are just so beneficial for your body. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like lion's mane. Lion's yeah. mane mushrooms are real good, real, real good great for, for you. you. Uh, yeah. But uh, but no, the psilocybin. I mean, that's like the only, that's like the only other than you know other than THC is the only drug uh, that that I would be a proponent of. That I'd be like like oh yeah yeah like you know there there's just because there's just not enough. So like I part of my job now includes managing like overdose death data, and uh, and. Ooh one of the things I always tell, talk to people about is like, we don't can, you know, we don't consider uh, cannabinoids or psilocybin to be contributory towards death because there are zero instances of that being the case ever anywhere, yes. <laughs> unless it was combined with something, you Some, know, something else. Right. Oh, yeah. That's like um, COVID. They say that people died from COVID when really it's people that have already it's had pre-existing conditions or complications yeah. or what so it's not actually the thing that they're attributing it to right yeah it, yeah and a lot of it has to do with the uh with your lungs afterwards so <clears> you'll <throat> think you'll think that you're on the mend i mean so i had covid back last year and like you know i'm a pretty relatively fit 29 year old dude or at the time 28 and uh it put me down i mean i was I was real bad for, for a couple weeks. And then like my lungs, I mean, your lungs are just like shredded for, I don't know, it's probably six weeks or so that, that I just, I really like back in the gym and stuff just couldn't get back to my previous level of, of fitness at all. So it's, I mean, it's no, you know, it's no joke even for, even for like young, young fit people. But that that's when you bring your, uh, the, the guy at work that's questioning working out and then you and him are going to be on the same level while you start out <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah like, let two me birds with one stone. my lungs with you all right let me let me but... let me run a couple bits with these holes in my lungs i got it <laughs> but uh so dude as you were walking all them trails how many times have you ran into like i, I don't know a wild animal that could fuck you up like a lion or a bear. I don't know what's out there. I'm assuming mountain lions. Yeah, yeah. So, a I lion? Mean, yeah, like a mountain lion. Oh, mountain okay. lions for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like uh, not like. No, n- yeah, not the African lion. Not dude, with, the with mane its mane exactly. running out. Rawr. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like uh, a, a lynx or something. Like I know there's dangerous cats all through mountains. Yeah. So we have. I mean, the the nice part, to be honest, the nice part about Colorado, in my opinion, yeah. is it's a relatively safe place oh. from like a from like a natural standpoint but yet it's yeah. still like super beautiful yeah so, it's good for the weak right yeah in terms of <laughs> in, in terms of uh like dangerous animals you have uh like you have mountain lions you have bobcats you have black yeah. bears you have but like honestly like the most dangerous thing out there are moose oh yeah moose will wreck your day Dude. uh I saw where they could dive. They'll dive. Oh, so yeah. like, yeah, they'll just be swimming and there's a big ass moose. <laughs> In my opinion, they're the hippo of North America. 
Uh, they, the hippo I mean, of North America. Yeah, man, they're they're dangerous. <laughs> like if you, so so a lot of my work when I was out there put me in like wetland areas, and uh, it's like you're down in like all these willows and like you can't see like you can just see like right where you're at and nowhere else, and then all of a sudden like if you spook a moose, they won't just run off. No. They'll turn. They'll they'll come at you. And they're they'll huge. Just be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah not and, too and, many things are going to take down a moose, not even a predator. So they're not just going to walk away. Yeah. And, and in Colorado, they don't have any predators. And they know oh, that. God. So they're just like, we're fuck here to party. <laughs> what up, bro? You want to fuck with me? Uh, yeah. Check yeah, out so my I mean, rack. <laughs> yeah. So, so no, that was, that was honestly the only thing that I was ever concerned about. I mean, mountain lions like i was so i was pretty into into trail running when i was living out there and yeah. so like i would go on you know like 10 or 12 mile trail runs and like sometimes if it got to like around dark that would be you know i'd be like extra cautious and like would take my headphones out and stuff just to try to pay a little more attention but like for the most part like mountain lions won't mess with you unless you're a child like i, I will say i mean mountain lions will snatch kids for sure right but uh <laughs> they're not bad <laughs> watch out for your children but they're not bad <laughs> you say that like there's prior experience oh with, with mountain lions snatching kids uh well so i mean i will and th- this kind of like i mean if you guys are all right with this this kind of gets into my yeah. uh the 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 recent research that i've been doing if you want to call it research everything's about, open uh, bud you talk what you want to talk about yeah, so like, there are a lot of cases of people going missing in and around national parks, national forests, et cetera, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, so I'll give you a couple couple things that they say like, oh, these are all common themes among these these missing persons, and and uh, I'll give you my opinion. So like, first of all, point of separation. So it means like the person who goes missing separates from their group. Which, well, no shit. If you go missing, you need to be separated from your group in order to go missing. You're not just going to disappear. That's like a uh, horror movie. They always choose to split up. Yeah, well, yeah. I blame and, Scooby-Doo. And, and there have been a... It, with that one, like, there have been a few where they've been small kids. And they're small kids in areas that have mountain lions. It's like... Like, I hate to break it to you, but... Like, mountain lions are pretty strong. Yeah. pretty quiet and like you know so that's probably what what happened there uh you know another thing they talk about like oh they all disappear near like rock rock fields where you have like boulders and stuff in in like real steep areas well you know which might seem just weird and like a weird coincidence to people but as someone who has worked uh search and rescue in boulder fields it's not crazy at all because they are one of the most difficult areas to search. And you could walk by a person 30 times and not even notice. Because, like, all of the angles and the shadows that are cast and everything, even if you're using thermal imaging and helicopters and stuff. Like, we've had, we, I mean, there were a number of searches where we would search for somebody in the same area four or five times, you know, a few weeks later finally you know end up recovering a body from an area that you know they've been searched a ton of times it's like it, it it just it like does it does it look very similar 
Is that why? Is it more of a maze or is it like there's nothing distinguishable about your surrounding? Yeah, so it's a little bit of both. I mean, the biggest thing is like the shadows that are cast by a lot of boulders and stuff just make it really hard to distinguish anything, uh, you know, really anything that would stand out unless the only time that, that you're likely to have success is if it's like a person wearing blaze orange like in their on their full body you know typically people are wearing tan pants green shirt or you know something that just blends in really well uh and you know when they talk about all these missing persons a lot of them are hunters yeah it's like well yeah (laughs) yeah they're wearing camouflage and and they're in these 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 boulder fields that are already really difficult and it's just difficult to navigate so uh if you're out on foot on on part of a search team like you're supposed to keep like a really consistent grid line and say like this is the direction that we walk no matter what well you know that's only going to get you so far and uh and, and when you're when you're climbing over you know 12 foot tall boulders and stuff it's like oh well yeah i'm gonna go around this <laughs> like, right i'm not, like, I'm not gonna go right top Good jump. i'm not super so, yeah i mean you know there's some i mean there are some like crazy theories though that are you know, it's kind of fun to get Aliens. down. Like there's, there's a theory about, uh, you know, these deep underground military bases or dumbs, right? <laughs> so <laughs> the dumb dumbs. I'm actually gonna bring that up the next time we talk to Nick, one of yeah, our earlier but, guests. What do they think? Like, what, they just think they buried him into the mountain. Oh yeah, and then there's a yeah. whole network of tunnels that connect all these dumbs, and then. Uh, and then people go missing around where the bases are supposedly located. And then, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a whole theory about how the, you know, people are being abducted from national parks and then being transported around via this intricate network of deep like underground a, tunnels. Almost like, like a mail system where they have the, <laughs> the suction tubes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. So what uh, you're telling me, I'm going to take a direct quote here. Uh, because I'm fat and don't hike, I'm safer. I mean, you know, there, there are a lot of a lot He's of harder to kidnap. There are a lot of people who support the concept of, you know, stay stay the fuck out of the woods, right? Like yeah. yeah, I mean and like, you know, to 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 be like a little serious, I guess, a little bit of a public service announcement, like I worked a lot of search and rescue where it was just people being dumb. And like this isn't to be disrespectful to, to people who, who lost their lives, but like if you're gonna go hike a fourteen thousand foot technical mountain summit, don't wear flip flops. Oh yeah. What the hell? Right? Or if you at least wear your bare feet. I feel like even your bare feet is gonna give you more grip than a goddamn flip flop. Right. And if you encounter a ranger who hikes a route every single day and they say like, "Hey, you don't look like you're equipped to do this. Maybe you should turn around. Just go ahead and turn around." Right. Like, and and that I mean, those that that both of those cases were instances where you know the person the person ended up you know dying because they weren't prepared and they were overconfident and they didn't recognize that like just because a place is a national park does not make it an amusement park <laughs> like there right. are no yeah well, there are no even, seat belts even an amusement park's dangerous right yeah, yeah so yeah. <laughs> how about like listen 
We're out in the wild with other living things, and most of the time they don't attack humans because nothing gets hunted within this area. So yes, most of the time the animals are more docile or whatever, but it doesn't mean they also know that there's not easy pickings here. Right. I mean, a sick mountain lion could come in easily and start start a lot of problems just trying to get some food. Right. So yeah, be smart about what you do, and, and your decisions are going to lead. Half-ass decisions put you in terrible situations. So. Yeah. And- and, and pay attention to who you travel with. Right. Like, uh, you know, this is a PSA associated with all the, you know, all the stuff going down with the whole Gabby Petito case. <clears> but, uh, you know, she just happens to be a young, blonde, female Instagram influencer. And that's why it's getting a lot of press. But, like, right. you know, there are a lot of cases like that. It's like, pay attention to who you put your faith in and who you're willing to travel with because just because somebody has a cool van doesn't mean if anything if they have a cool van that should be like a red yeah. flag <laughs> right right why are you trying to attract people to your van <laughs> or, i've always yeah, had fun or, in vans yeah i mean yeah well, but again true. drew nobody nobody's kidnapping you we've been right. looking over this you're, you're too bad you're too big they, for the tubes they, <laughs> <laughs> they pick you up and they're like he ain't gonna fit throw him off in the next corner yeah, but yeah. So, so la- last quick story about like all this, all this stuff. And and for anybody who's wondering, um, you know, there's missing four one one out there. It's a it's a book series, and it, they they also have a, a documentary, and then also missing four one one, the hunted, interesting stuff. Uh, if you really want to get down the rabbit hole, listen to some George Nori, coast Ooh. to coast AM type of stuff. If you yeah. want to get real crazy, but you know, there's this one. That, that, that happened in Rocky Mountain National Park in the in the late 50s was this guy uh, uh, Bobby Bizup who was a kid he was at a, a church camp and he's out fishing counselor comes to get him for dinner they're walking back the kid's behind the counselor counselor looks back kid just disappears they search for him for weeks never find him a year later counselors are up on this mountain 3,000 feet uh 3,000 vertical feet from where the camp was and they find his remains makes no sense and uh it on this on this show they're like talking about like different theories about what happened turns out three of the counselors were uh later convicted of uh sexual abuse towards children yeah while working as counselors at the camp they were at that point priests and uh, of course the priests and then the priest who was the director of the camp had the kid's skull in his home so uh sorry to alex jones and his conspiracy theories but uh unfortunately frogs are turning people gay (laughs) unfortunately a lot of times the monsters are not sasquatch in the woods they're us but the uh you know the the people right around us not to disparage you know there are lots of good wholesome priests out there preaching the gospel and and doing good work however in that case it was a uh, situation where they were inundated with uh with bad actors for sure and I think th- I think that's why, like, I have a big reason, uh, a big a big problem right now with a lot of the cops dressing so intimidating. You ever notice that a lot of service people now they're all like all black, all their cars are all black. 
They look like all the other vehicles. And it's like, well, what if a child needs to run up to get a policeman or something? Now they just yeah. might run up to a wrong vehicle. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's, yeah. And especially, you know, kids who, who are, you know, persons of color, right? Like, right. Yeah. They're definitely not going to run up on a, you know, a, a swatted out officer who's just, you know, out on patrol. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that doesn't seem like a good idea. Right. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's, uh, you, you need, and like, not to say that that's not necessarily no. necessary, right? Like there's a, there's a time and a place for yes. SWAT. There's a time and a place yes. for all of that, but there's also a time and a place for actual community policing mm-hmm. and people who are, uh, looking to interface with the actual community and not yes. just, uh, you know, act as like the. Hey, I'm the big stick that's going to beat the shit out of you if you right. misbehave, right? <laughs> right. Right. That's it. Well, and everything they come in on, if you ever notice, like a lot of these anymore, they're teaching them to be so like like ready for anything. And it's like, well, then you put the the situation you're already going into as a as anyone of an emergency job like that is already at a level 10. You're not going to an emergency level problem and everyone <laughs> calm and cool. <laughs> yeah so for you to come in and then like also try to be rustling everyone and pushing against them i think it it creates more more battle than Mm -hmm. peace yeah yeah it's immediately confrontational rather than trying to de-escalate it's just immediately like we're just going to take this to 10 right and then we're going to go from there (laughs) right Uh, we're going to turn it up glenn i want to rewind a second and i know this is completely back off topic uh but it's just a question that popped in my head um I don't know if you can tell us how many bodies did you yourself find as part of a team? Um, during, so, during your three years, you said? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, I was, so that was like a, is basically like my part-time job was working SAR. So I worked that part-time and then I worked as a, a GIS technician the rest of the time. But so of the, of the four searches, like large scale searches that I was a part of, um, I mean, we recovered, you know, we recovered bodies on all four of those. Um, you know, none of them were, you know, successful in the sense of recovering or, you know, rescuing someone who's alive. But those are searches. Whereas, like, rescues, right, is like where we, we know that there's an individual approximately in a given place and uh you know in that case um you know there was one that like i was i helped with the um the eventual recovery part but in terms of the initial response you know there's a there's an instance where there's somebody who you know was alive who'd suffered a fall and then um you know ended up uh you know ended up expiring while they were administering emergency medical services to him in the field um but aside from that case over 90 percent of the cases where like someone was you know found alive but injured in one way or another you know all of those were were successful in in extracting the uh you know the the visitor that's good (laughs) um but (laughs) we did uh, our job we say yes. Uh, yeah. So I mean, your first time 
when you went on to to search, and you and you were searching for this person. How did that feel? Did did you stay up? Because like I feel like my first time searching for someone who may be lost or dead, like that would eat me up for a little bit. I'd be kind of worried, and I want to search all the time, and then. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's a pretty interesting thing to be to be a part of, and I actually I I ended up working in kind of two different capacities. So, you know, when I was first doing it, I worked, yeah, like in the field, like on search teams, right? It's like, and and you know, to to be honest, the you know the first time you do it, right? Like the whole time, it's just like you know, like, you're just so focused. It's like, we're gonna, we're gonna find this person, they're gonna be like, you know, injured, but like, you know, they'll be alive, and it'll all be good, and it'll all work out. Um, And, and you have like a very optimistic look. on Yeah, yeah. But then, and and honestly, this happens pretty much within a given season, like within a given, like four or five month period, by the by the time you get to, you know, your a little ways in to because you know there there are large scale events then they're also like you know s- smaller scale searches that might last like a day or two versus a large scale that's going to last like multiple weeks but like the, the multi-week ones right you get two weeks in and it's just like all right you know we at that point you know that you're part of a recovery operation you're not part right. of a rescue operation and and like some people might say like oh that's you know, not Morbid. very, yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, it's, it's just, to be honest, a lot of it comes down to the safety of the people doing the searching, right? Like if we have that like go, go, go mentality of like, oh, we've got to go find them. We got to go find them. Somebody who's part of the search is going to end up getting hurt. Right. And I, um, and I, I ask anybody who's like that with any part of their job, because uh, I work in pest control. Your first time going into a place that's infested with bed bugs and roaches because how the people live is going to shake you up, especially when they have children involved, you know? Oh, and, yeah. yeah. And now it's just like you go in and you do your job. Yeah. It just kind of is. Yeah. And I mean... The bug man. The bug man. You know, the, 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 the event or the incident when the individual was you know, found and then expired during the, uh, during the rescue, like things like that. I mean, that like, you know, is, uh, for whatever reason, it's a little more. Yeah. It hurts. Shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just like, yeah. you know, there is that chance and it's like, <laughs> right. Oh, like we, like we, if we're we could have almost... done this. Yeah. Or if right. I could have done that, the what ifs kick in. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, the, the, the large scale searches and stuff, it's, uh, you know, but it, but it is like on the kind of like the positive side of things. Like it's really amazing to see how people come together for those types of operations. So like mm-hmm. when we would have large scale events, uh, we would end up with, you know, obviously park service. We would have uh, state state uh, search and rescue teams. We would have volunteer re- rescue teams. We'd have the air force and air national guard helping out with all of the you know air surveillance and 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 drones and stuff like that we would have you know just a a whole collection where you might have 
15 or 20 different agencies and entities that are involved in this search and you just you know you're able to really do a lot of you know a lot of work right. and and, right. and it's it's impressive to see the like when i would go out we would have like mixed crews so it would be half park service and then half like volunteer search and rescue teams and you're you're out there with people who are you know web developers or there's this there's this one person who's like a fashion designer right. who who then also volunteered to do to do search and rescue work and it's like oh this is really neat to see how what a sense of community these people have yeah. in, in just coming out to look for you know john or jane doe yeah. from you know from, you have, from new jersey i think a lot of that's the news because uh you know the news makes government look bad you know if you ever talk about just a regular idea of government to somebody they'll all love the idea you know, where you're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to have a place where you can meet up every month and talk about your town and make decisions? Yeah. Yeah, that's called your municipal building. Show up and vote. <laughs> you but know? That means that I have to take my I have to do every year and go down and put in my right. opinion. And I don't know if my opinion's so, worth it. Right. But I mean, like, even people that work in national parks, you have PennDOT, you have, you have people who like to do their job and need to do their job. But there's there's the news that likes to take only the bad and just keep showing you that and make people like the cops. You know, they make them complete enemies where it's like, no, there's just little things that need fixed that could easily <laughs> save. You know, we don't need to tear down and rebuild here. It's just a couple of lefts and rights we got to make. And I think if the media would show more stuff like communities getting together, preach. Sure, you might not get as many views, but the American people would be better off. Oh, yeah. 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 And, you know, that's I mean, so my the master's program that I'm in right now is a master's in public administration. Right. And like, you know, the trajectory that I'm intending to take is is working in public policy. And like, you know, that's the you know, part of it's frustrating, but part of it's also, you know, a great opportunity in the sense of like if you if you ignore the the media. Right. Because, yeah, the media is all about creating views. Yeah, and being not divisive, truth, right? like not truth right. views, right? Yeah, they just want to divide because that's how you, right? That's how you create conflict. That's how you create yep. content. And to you know, and and honestly, like you can't necessarily fault them for it. No, you know, the alternative is a state-run media, which we definitely don't want that. No, oh yeah, <laughs> so, that's great. Let's and, let's let the states and government tell us exactly everything. Right. Yeah. And so but but there's a, a an opportunity there because, yeah, if you can ignore that or at least quiet it to some extent, then, yeah, there, there's really not. There's not that much barring us from making a lot of improvements, no. uh, especially if we can uh, <clears throat> get certain. Get certain people out of uh, out of Congress. Um, please remember to, to vote, everyone. Right, um, everybody, and not cotton. just and not just yeah, that. including vote the locally. Dead people. Vote locally. The biggest difference yeah. you will ever see is locally, and yeah, the people yeah. that try to take a situation that's happening in their town and, and stretch it over all fifty states, you're just stupid. I don't know how Pittsburgh's ran, right? We only live an hour right. or 30 north of Pittsburgh. I have no idea what would be the best policies for them, let alone right. a whole other state. Okay, let's yep. not – I'm not God here. I don't know what's best for everybody. 
Yeah. You heard so, it here, folks. He's not God. I'm not God. <laughs> <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> but, but yeah. So I won't. I won't. You know, stay up on that stump for too long. But it's you know, right. th- there's a lot of opportunity, and I, I think, you know, in in my in in my area of study and what I'm eventually hoping to do in terms of like energy and environment and stuff like that. There, there are a lot of opportunities for us to really improve the way that we, yeah, just the way that everybody yeah. lives their lives, but the, more importantly, yes. the way that the administration supports people in living their lives. Like, right. everybody acts like it's this big, tough thing. It's like, people just want a job where they That's make it. a de- decent wage, yeah. health care, education for their kids, food on the table, we and want- to not... We want what our grandpas used to have, where they could quit high school, go work a factory job, afford a car, a house, uh, a family, and insurance. Why Why can't we have the same dream, you know? Yeah, but then also mixing in, like, not for, you know, especially for, for uh, you know, people of color, not having the, oh, yeah. the issue of walking out your door and being concerned about being assaulted you know for, oh yeah for for going for a run in yeah. your neighborhood or or being murdered for going for a run in your neighborhood yeah. so yeah i think like some of the uh kind of past concepts can be applied with a <laughs> with, with a little you know nice sprinkling of uh of equity in there right so right i it well it, it gets a little confusing after a while you know you get all these people bitching about the help wanted signs but at the same point it's like if you're not going to pay me enough to pay my rent, why exactly. won't I just try to make money off the internet and stay home? Yeah. It's yeah, so easy the, to make money off the internet. And all, all that's happening right now with, um, for anybody who is unaware out there, the strikes that you see going on with Kellogg's employees, John Deere employees, the, all of your grips in, uh, in Hollywood, they're all striking. It's all for a good reason. It's all yeah. because they're re- recognizing that Money. At this moment in time, with all of the issues with supply chain management happening, they can actually leverage their strike to improve their working conditions. Yeah. And it's ultimately a good thing. Like, you know, Jeff Bezos can easily pay. The, there have been multiple analyses done to show that he could pay all of his employees twenty five dollars an hour. He could. Rate. Sh- he could shut up. He paid how much to build a <laughs> rocket? Like seriously, you build a rocket, went into space, and you're gonna be like, I don't have extra money to pay my people. Yeah, the his, hell you his, don't. His rocket looks like a penis. weird. Yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, it does, man. Just does. I mean, it's, all like, rockets like he's, are phallic in shape, but oh well. That's it. That's the biggest yeah, but, truck I've ever seen. <laughs> but but his like especially, you know. I mean, you look at like a, you look at the, you look at one of the NASA space shuttles. Right. It doesn't look as much like a penis. That thing, that no, thing looks like riding it. three other penises. That thing. That thing looks like it came off the background of, uh, oh, of Ariel. What is that? Little Mermaid? Like the castles? Have you ever seen that where they all look like dicks in the background? <laughs> the first original one <laughs> disney did it like the castles like the top of them look like dicks oh. people flipped out about the vhs tape and they had to read it <laughs> they're like yo what's up with this disney's weird with that man there's one part uh 
where in the original what what is it lion king where you stand in there and all those like cherry blossoms blow in front of them if you pause it right at night it says sex <laughs> yeah i mean there's like Come a on. dildo in little mermaid 2 and, <laughs> See? and then the <laughs> See? priest has a crazy. boner at the end yep i'm not crazy bro i'm telling you these they're messed up animators have to have little fun right like <laughs> right i right but i mean what kind of people are they to be like you know it'd be funny at a kids movie what priest boners <laughs> although if we reference back to uh you know to bobby bizup might not be that far off eh you know? i don't know if that's funny though <laughs> yeah good point, good point. <laughs> they connect but i don't know if i should laugh <laughs> there is a connection there yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah so i think with like i talk uh with that especially in the older generations about the flags or the help wanted signs there and i'm just like yeah honestly it's hard it's it's capitalism working because one it's hard to keep a brick and mortar building i think especially after covid everyone found out that oh people can be at home and still get their job done pretty easily yeah yeah and they uh, actually get their job done more productive because instead of feeling like say you go five or nine to five you're gonna want to leave your job right at five if you do it at home you might you know 30 minutes you're bored or something maybe i'll do a little bit on my job now and do here and there so yeah i think there's an important balance right like with my the organization that i work for like we're kind of still sort of figuring out how to do this but you know, in the in the totally virtual environment, the one the one issue that I've seen is like your your hard workers will continue to work hard. Yep. They'll probably work harder. They're probably going to work longer hours without possibly without realizing it. And then you're going to have your Yeah, you know, people who used to just like go to work, off. punch the clock, be there yeah. and then leave. You're going to have those people who, unbeknownst to you, are maybe putting in, you know, three hours a day, right? And and, and we've seen that in, in our organization where it's, uh, you know, it, 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 it's really a problem because then you have your your people who are, you know, your harder workers or higher achievers who are now just, like, loaded down with work constantly right. because staff above them have seen like oh they're willing to do more cool i'm just gonna load down and then you have people who are being paid the same amount of money right who are you know you know everybody's getting paid for 40 hours a week but they're you know maybe working half that time so that you know there is a little bit of an issue there and then i i i don't understand why like jobs never paid like uh per thing you did where like why why is the accepted pay rate per hour yeah, why are you just paying me per hour of time? Because then the work is so much different. Like, no, you should pay me what I get done. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's something we've been working to track and, like, within my data analytics yeah. and informatics group. Something that I want to start doing is, because uh, I'm now a manager of the group. Oh, is, good for you. See, uh, I told you you're always leading shit. uh but i want to start reviewing everything that's produced every two weeks basically yeah so for two reasons not just to be like you know uh, 
you know, big brother, you know, looking over your no, shoulder. You, you need analytics. Yeah, but, like, yeah. so that I understand, like, how much product is each individual putting out. And then also to, like, provide, like, to review it with the team to say, like, hey, yeah. like, this is the great work that you all have put out over the past two weeks. Because, like, in the virtual environment, it's kind of like, you know, like, I'm here, like, I'm writing code. I'm, like, you know, running data reports. I just send it along. And you never really get, like, any type of, like, reinforcement to be like, oh, you're doing a good job. It's just like keep coding keep right. coding you know and so right. see so yeah, I, I i think there's i think there's a mix there but well and see i always thought it was weird because if you're paying me per hour then you're paying me to slack off right because that's how i make my money then i make more money slacking off it makes no sense yeah but like you're asking me to drag ass to make my payments if that's the dumbest shit i've ever heard so yeah it, the way i see it is like you pay you should pay people representative of what the company makes to keep them happy um Stock you should options. also, yeah, and better like bonuses never hurt. It's nice to work hard and then at the end of a month be like, you guys work so hard, here's a couple extra. I mean, mm -hmm. did you see where, uh, I forget where it was, but they raised the McDonald's prices up to like $22 an hour. And they didn't even, the only thing they had to do to really afford it was add 50 cents onto their dollar menu. Like all the items just yeah. went up by 50 cents. <laughs> Everyone now gets, makes the money. You know, everyone's happy. They're all living great. And it's like, why can't we do a little something like that to help right. people out? Yeah, we'll get there. We will. Sorry, I think. Drew. Oh, good. No, I was going to start questions. Oh, I was going to say, I think I think they're learning now. I think the help wanted signs and the COVID and everything gave the leverage back to the people to have a chance to, to kind of put their thumbs down on some of these owners. I don't think everyone's like that, but I think there are a lot of big corporations like that that kind of oh, yeah. weigh their power, like Walmart. I mean, how many times have we seen Walmart move somewhere and just take out all the local grocery stores? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... But yeah, I think I think we're getting there, and I think now we actually have the power. We're just getting some uh, some hate from the people who aren't seeing what's going on. They think, oh, they're being slackers, and it's like yeah, it has nothing to do with that. Right. Yep. You know? But okay, Drew, you ready for your questions? Yes, absolutely. All right, fire away, uh, my friend. Uh, so, Glenn, at this point, I'm going to ask you just a couple questions here that I've been. I had some prepared beforehand. I don't normally do that, but I haven't talked to you in a while, so. <laughs> uh, and I just want, like, quick five, ten-second answers. First thing okay. that comes to your mind on most of these things. All right. Some of them are kind of outlandish. Just saying. All right. Favorite uh, color? Green. Oh, fuck no, up not already. Going for, okay. No. All right. No, it who should be blue. The, <laughs> in all of your park ranger knowledge, who would win in a battle? A grizzly Ooh. bear or a mountain lion? Grizzly bear, hundred percent. Which grizzly one would you rather bear. face? Mountain lion. Uh, grizzly bear because they're louder and I can hear them coming. Oh. <laughs> when you were running uh, routes and doing things, did you carry any protection like a gun or a flare or Ooh, bear mace? And if so, what what did you carry? What what yeah. brand and all that? Yeah. Carried these guns. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> okay. That CrossFit. I'm gonna take a bear out. <laughs> Going into your current job, is there a difference in per capita between little small towns uh, like our thing that you see for overdoses and like Pittsburgh? Uh, yes, there are hard to answer in five to ten seconds, but yes, there are 
there's a quite a bit of variation between rural and urban centers when it comes to the impact of, of overdose fatalities. Uh, not necessarily worse or better, but just different. Okay. Uh, what's the biggest killer that for overdoses that you've seen? Uh, fentanyl and fentanyl analogs, uh, especially uh, carfentanyl, which is an elephant tranquilizer. Uh, carfentanyl is, in my opinion, one of the worst things out there. Also, uh, parafluoral fentanyl. And quick PSA for anybody, if you are going to use cocaine, get fentanyl testing strips. They are decriminalized in Pittsburgh and Scranton and Philadelphia. Get testing strips. And, uh, and just to let you know, if you buy baggies of trees, it will smell like corn if it has fentanyl on it. Uh, what's the most not, surprising not thing you found? It, it, still get testing strips just in case. Yeah, though. just in case. But I'm telling you, if you're going to buy something that smells like corn, don't even try it. <laughs> just regardless. What, bad, what if it's corn? Take it, take, I learned that from the old heads, and you know them old heads. They're right. They learn from experience. <laughs> what is the most surprising thing you've learned during your data analysis? Uh, most surprising thing that I've learned is probably that there's a, a, a pretty low data literacy in general. And I've, I've learned that uh, when it comes to like the media and like just in a lot of situations, people who are reporting data are oftentimes trying to take advantage of a lack of data literacy and just say what they want to say with the data rather than what the data actually show. Cherry picking. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, have you ever known anybody that uh, you saw on data analysis? Uh, yes. Okay. Did they upset you? Did you listen to them talk and you go, that son of a bitch? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking like if any no. name has rolled across his desk that he's seen. Oh, that... that he's seen. Oh, probably mine. No, for overdoses. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean... Yeah, so we, we only yeah. handle de-identified, technically de-identified data. So we don't we don't handle, you know, names, um, social security numbers, date date of birth. Um, however, you know, there there are instances, right? Like as a person who is from Pennsylvania, like it is possible to ultimately end up identifying people just if you know, right? If you if you know the date that someone died, and if you know that it was uh, circumstances that aren't really defined, then right. it's uh, pretty pretty easy to make that connection. Okay. Have you notified, or have you like noticed multiples, more than just the one? No. Okay. No. <laughs> um, coolest mountain you've ever climbed? Oh, coolest mountain I've ever climbed. Um, I mean, Long's Peak is the highest at, at a little over 14,000 feet. But the, oh, man. Oh, I wish you would have prepared me. Uh, oh, coolest probably would be uh, Ypsilon, Mount Ypsilon in, uh, in Rocky Mountain National Park was, was pretty cool. But, or the Never Summers. I don't know. There are lots of really, really what was cool your, mountains to climb. What was your first mountain? Uh, I mean, the the first mountain that I climbed, or the first, you know, summit that I would consider, like, checking the box on that one, would have been uh, Twin Sisters. Twin Sisters, gotcha. Yeah. Easy climb, hard climb? 
Um, relatively easy is short, but it's steep. Gotcha. Um, we told viewers that you were uh, into paintball quite a bit. I don't know if you still are. Uh, fun paintball question here. Uh, Tipman or Kingman? Oh, neither of those. Come on now. Oh, uh, you gotta, oh. you gotta go. Uh, I mean, if so, I, I don't really, don't really play anymore, but uh, but I still kind of follow it a little bit. It's all about the, it's all about the Planet Eclipse ego line. Yeah. Ooh, I was gonna say you always had the fancy ones. You had that one chameleon-looking <laughs> gun. Yeah, <laughs> it had the force <laughs> like feeders the in it. Gun. Yeah. And they had the force feeder. I was like, dude, this guy's going to fuck us up. <laughs> We're coming with our Walmart special. This motherfucker over here. I have a super special story. Uh, we were at your house, and there was a siding that had that you had made like a small little barrier mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dumbass decided to be against you. <laughs> and I hid behind this barrier, and you must have known that I was there. You ran across the forest in like 30 seconds, got to the other side, must have known I was back there, looked up and over the barrier, and went, yo, pop, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Fucking laid into me. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Dropped a whole barrier. Yes. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? You remember when we were friends and we used to beat the fuck out of each other? Oh, good times. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Um, uh, men friendship fast, is the greatest. What is your fastest mile to date? Ooh, yeah. Oh, my fastest mile time um, ever was 6.28. Fastest Ooh. two mile was 13.24. When uh, are you – I saw CrossFit, so I'm assuming you're more into the aerobic workouts, like CrossFit and all that, more than just the deadlifting and, and – powerlifting type deal or do you combinate the both it's like i mean like crossfit really is you know like a combination of um basically it's 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 powerlifting fast it's like yeah yeah and like you know it has a bad rap in like the general public for for like bad form and everything but they've they've done a lot to improve that over the past couple years but yeah it's i mean it's a combination of everything right like you have Mm -hmm. you have running involved you have olympic weightlifting you have powerlifting you have like your metabolic conditioning type workouts which is like what you're talking about where we're doing like like this morning right i did uh 21 15 9 reps of of wall balls um deadlifts power cleans 200 meter run five rounds of that um oh and some pull-ups in there so oh yeah you know uh, pull-ups kind of like a a always pull-ups and push-ups there's a reason every army does push-ups but yeah i mean like my like my if 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 i could only do one workout for the rest of my life probably just do murph forever (laughs) which is uh one mile run um 300 air squats 200 push-ups 100 pull-ups one mile run do it all with a 20 pound vest yeah it's almost Um, like a one punch man i'm not sure if you've ever seen that anime but you need to go watch it now because he trains like literally the whole joke is he's indestructible and kills everyone in one punch but the funny part is he only trained by doing 100 push-ups and like 100 air squats a day (laughs) that's how he got that strong (laughs) Uh, i mean yeah like the 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 murph workout like it's a hero hero workout um that everybody does on memorial day but 
I mean, honestly, yeah. If there's just one thing that I could do forever, it'd probably just be that. I like kettlebells a lot. And I've been getting a lot of kettlebells. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Drew. I violated the oh, rules you're, here. You're all good. <laughs> uh, speaking of your weightlifting, uh, um, what are your numbers? What's your what's your bench? Oh, oh, what's my bench? I mean, I'll be honest. I don't really bench all that often. Um, I couldn't tell you last time I benched. Yeah, but I mean, last time last time I maxed on a bench would have been like two, just like two fifty five, probably. What's the squat? Um, uh, max squat is a hundred, hundred fifty five kilos. So, sorry, let me do some quick math. Oh yeah, he's one of them city guys. He uses Drew. The, you uh, need to do math. You're the astrophysicist here. Jesus Christ. Math. Uh, so, so like 350. <laughs> I was going to say like 260, but okay. <laughs> uh, deadlift. I made pull-ups. Oh. Uh, max deadlift right now is 460. Yeah. Respectable. Respectable. Yeah. Yeah. And all this I... just for listeners out there. Is it a body weight of like uh, 205? Oh, dang. You really Pounds, weigh 205? Yeah, yeah. Really? Holy I'm actually I'm I'm cutting right now. I'm how on my how way down tall to are you? Six one and a half. Okay. All right. All right. I weigh. Uh, I'm just asking because I weigh about buck sixty five. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, uh, I'm. Yeah, I got goal, like no fat, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm working on cutting down right now to one ninety is where I want to get to. But. Uh, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get yeah. there. You'll get there. True for you. Just getting the power lift and that will suck the fat. Good eating and power lifting will suck fat off. Like no tomorrow. Uh, two final questions here. Uh, for the background for listeners, you used to have uh, a Mustang that you ran around in. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did. Yes. So, His which lover. one? Which one would you pick? Not necessarily what you had. Which one would you pick? Uh, V6 Turbo or a V8? um turbo well there there are some pieces that would depend um if we're talking about the same year that i had i would probably take the six cylinder turbo as long as it was a um yeah as long as it's a high quality turbo reason being is the year that i had the eight the eight cylinder was only a uh 4.6 liter rather than the 5.0 yeah. And they went back to the 5.0 in like 2000, like way later on. So basically the weight of the of the larger engine wasn't worth it um, versus if you could afford to get a $8,000 turbo. Right. Gotcha. Right. Well, turbos uh, it, are awesome. I love my four-cylinder turbos. I love uh, my whips. I love them. The, the very last question I have for you, and this is kind of more of a suggestion, uh, one that I ask everybody um what what what's the drink of the episode what uh yeah. what are you what would you suggest the viewers uh go out and purchase and yeah buy? i guess i guess you, first first explain your palate taste and then and mm. then your beers Ooh, all right well this is gonna take a little more than 10 seconds but that's fine that's so, fine. so since we're since we're at the end of the, the episode yeah they've now just listened to us kind of bullshit for an hour yeah so at this point probably gonna need something pretty stiff so i'm going to suggest not you my go out and get yourself a nice bottle of 
Johnny Walker Blue Label. Ooh. If you're if you're bougie and happen to have a hundred dollars laying around. Now, if you, <laughs> assuming that you do not, and that you are like me, um, I would recommend that you go out, and since it's fall time, I would get a nice Southern Tier Pumpkin beer, um, maybe or maybe like a Blockhouse Pumpkin Ale. But you know, keep it keep it festive. Um, or Dick Cider. <laughs> or you know or if you're uh or if you're pretty broke um you can never go wrong with a good old yingling lager oh you know? pa pa made i love that shit <laughs> that that is our soul right there <laughs> dude did you try the one with the hershey in it i did oh. i actually still i think i have one in my yeah. in my uh fridge right now it must not like it that much because it's still there yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what i said it's, it's, it's all right. All, like when it comes to Yingling, like I do like the Yingling flights for like a nice like if I'm dude. if I'm watching my calories on beer. Whoo, you know what I really really like that's not too bad on calories is oh my dog's here is uh the icy light mangoes. Oh those. man, icy light mango is the best light the, beer. Yes, out period. There. Period. Ninety five calories. My, <laughs> that's my uh, my golfing beer because yeah. I go golfing <laughs> once a year. <laughs> and, uh, it's I don't golf. To, I just drink and drive. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the only place where it's acceptable to drink and drive. They're like, oh, here's yeah. some keys yeah. and a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> and feel free to and and we'll reroute you here after nine holes so that you can get more right. before the back nine. Right, and we'll leave signs so you know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it was your idea or Ethan's idea or some combination of all of ours. Uh, but I think you were the one that suggested that one year, instead of going to homecoming, that we actually go to the golf course and get slammed. <laughs> Which eventually we did. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of in your in your wheelhouse here. Uh, uh, we got to do oh, that man. again. There's got to yeah, be some good courses in Pittsburgh to be. I mean, that. I would almost rather be up be up that way because courses down here are expensive that is true it's like 50 bucks for a for a cart in 18 whereas we go to old uh you could go right up the road from me the greenville one right up the road oh yeah 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 and there's uh we could almost walk there get smashed yeah it was uh (laughs) beach view or lake view or whatever Uh, that that we played down by shenango where uh brandon thompson worked oh yeah always that's a good one i like the one too up in mercer there up by Mercer, if that's a real nice one too. I, I'm gonna do something I don't normally do at the end of an episode because yeah. I know some of the future guests that we're having here. Um, one of the guests that we have coming up is also one of our other really good friends from high school, mm-hmm. Ethan mm-hmm. Patterson. Uh, Which he's anything, doing a lot. Anything that you should warn Jesus. the audience about before they get to Ethan? Uh, I mean, just prepare to feel bad about whatever you've accomplished in your life. And just be like, oh, damn. I know, dude. And the worst part is he's always had a fucking smile. Can't you at least be depressed? Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, what, we've got, uh, yeah, he's now like a a nurse manager. He's married. He's got a house. Woodworker. A a master. Living the American dream. Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's got it all. You know, but Glenn, good. I uh, I really appreciate you being on. Thank yeah, you dude. for coming on. Uh, and I know fun. that uh, we've lost touch. We gotta get, we gotta get back in touch with that again. Well, the last yeah. time we saw him, do you remember where we went, Drew? Hofbra House. The Hofbra yeah. House, which is always a yeah, good time. Did. That's yeah. a free advertisement for him too. But it's, 
Hofbra House in the Southside <laughs> works of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Go there to get your probably overpriced beer and kind of German food, but at least the you get to say, are attractive. Yeah, and you'll all get to yell oi together. Oi, oi, oi. And they'll wait 30 seconds before they yell at you for being on the tables. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You yeah, get 30 but, seconds. <laughs> That's it. I, but no, yeah, yeah. Th- thanks a lot for, for having me on, guys. And, uh, and yeah, just, you know, for every, for everybody out there, just remember, you know, think before you go into the wilds. The wilds are not a fucking amusement park. Um, well, and, so oh, and for anybody in Pittsburgh looking for a cool Olympic weightlifting gym, check out Steel City Barbell. Um, super cool gym. Uh, I will be working there as a, as a coach in the next couple of months. Oh, there you go. And uh, come down if you want to get into weightlifting, if you want to compete, or if you just want to, like, get fit. Come on. Now, now, how does that work? Is it kind of like a uh, a lot of free weights? A lot of it? Do they get a, their own key to slide in? Is it twenty four hours? How does how does all that work? Uh, no. So we so we have we have set hours, but uh, but every time that you're in there, there's there are at least there's at least one coach who will work you know directly with you one on one. If you're if you're doing Olympic weightlifting, right? So if you're doing uh, snatch, clean and jerk. And uh, and they write all of your programming for you, so uh, so it's you know there's no real thinking to it. It's just kind of like go in. It's like here's what awesome. we're doing today, cool. And it's and it's actually thought out over you know eight week cycles yeah. rather than just like hey we're gonna do like some random thing today. Oh that's well, what, what that's my of, workouts. I feel like what instead that. of snatch clean and jerk, I just jerk. And then clean later. Nope. No. Oh <laughs> no. Just <laughs> That's well, what I'm then. paying for. Well, Drew, that's why they have all that chalk there. Come on now. <laughs> uh, we got a couple small plugs of our own. Yes, Drew, would you like to plug our crap? Yes, sir. We're on Apple and Spotify and Anchor Podcasts, uh, which is probably one of the reasons how you're listening to us right now. That is at the lunch table PBJ. Yes. Uh, make sure when you search for us that you search for the circle with the PB&J in the center with an olive in it because... Just like that, we are sweet and classy. And classy. Just a little bit of salt. That's it. (laughs) We both got red eyes. (laughs) (laughs) We're on YouTube at the Lunch Table PBJ. uh, Throwing up some cool stuff there. Uh, We're on Instagram and TikTok at the Lunch Table PBJ. We're on Twitter at Lunch Table PBJ. No, the... It was a little weird. Uh, We're on Facebook at the Lunch Table PBJ, as well as our fan group called The Munchies. Uh, if you'd like to listen to any of the older episodes, we had titled those the Newsroom Num Nums. Uh, those have kind of a different format about how, like, the world was running during those days. Well, it was us uh, reading news and giving our opinions, and that's hard to keep up with every week. Uh, we also have a Patreon at the lunch table. Uh, so go ahead and take a look at those. We want to keep doing this. We want to keep you happy uh, so we can be happy. Daddy just wants to please the Num Nums. That's all he wants to do. <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously, check out our uh, other episodes, you know, before we had this data analyzer, analyst, or however you say his job here. It's a job way over my head. Analyst? 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 (laughs) Data analyst? (laughs) Data analyst? Daddy analyst? Daddy's analyst. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, we're getting off topic. Who's the priest now? Yeah, who's got the mature job now? No. 
<laughs> but no, seriously, we've had we've had uh, Ariana was on last week. We're having our friend Ethan. Yeah, we had our friend. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not her. I mean, some things she might take are grande, but <laughs> a beautiful woman in her own right. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, she's an OnlyFans girl, man. She does sex work, but she also does, uh, like, she spins fire. She she trades stocks. She does a lot of things. Real cool girl. If you haven't given a listen, give it a listen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like I brought her on because she's not, uh, she broke the stereotypical way people think of sex workers, and I like that. So, you know, Ethan's coming on. So, yeah, definitely tune in, listen to our old shit. You know how it goes. But, uh, as always, thanks for stopping. It's getting a lot more fun in here. Up, 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 peace. See ya.